Welcome back to Motherhood, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. My name is Charday, and I'm a single mother of a two-year-old girl. This is a place where I'll be sharing my experiences and struggles of being a mother. Disclaimer, this information is for educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for legal or medical advice. Please consult legal counsel or a medical professional for guidance specific to your case or needs. On today's episode, we're going to discuss sleep regression and co-sleeping. Yes! Now, I had no idea what the fuck sleep regression was. I didn't even know it even existed. I was like, what's going on? My daughter was sleeping fine, and then all of a sudden, she stopped sleeping straight through the night. She'd pop up talking about, hi, and I'm like, hi, go back to sleep, please, because I'm tired. Now, a resource that I used during my pregnancy and that I still use today is a website called What to Expect. They have every topic imaginable on here and I signed up for the email so I can get the latest information about my baby. I'll leave the link in the description box of this episode for your review. There are plenty of other resources that you can use online by simply using Google. You don't have to use this resource. So what the fuck is sleep regression? According to what to expect, sleep regression is a period of time, usually about two to four weeks, when a baby who's sleeping well and through the night suddenly has trouble settling down for sleep or wakes up multiple times a night fussing in the middle of the night. I had no idea what was causing her to all of a sudden stop sleeping through the night and sometimes not even take a nap. Apparently, there are even stages of sleep regression, and let me tell you, my daughter hit every damn stage of sleep regression. So here are some reasons why a child might be going through sleep regression. One, a growth spurt, which makes babies extra hungry. Two, teething pain. Three, reaching a new exciting developmental milestone. Four, disruptions in routines like starting daycare. Five, traveling, which inevitably involves sleeping in a new environment. And six, an illness, such as cold or an ear infection. Now, it makes perfect sense why she was waking up in the middle of the night. My daughter started teething very early, and she was growing like crazy. When she was born, she was like 22 inches in length already. Now, I'm sure you're thinking, well, how am I going to know the signs of sleep regression if this starts happening? So according to what to expect, here are some signs to look out for. Now, I'm sure there's more, but these are just the four that they talk about. So the first one, number one, is more frequent night waking. So your child's going to be waking up during the night more frequently, and you're going to be like, whoa, what's going on? I'm confused. Um, The second one is trouble falling asleep at bedtime. The third is increased fussiness or crankiness. And four, sudden resistance to naps. I did address this with her pediatrician and was informed that it was completely normal and to continue to stick with her routine. She did provide me with the name of a book, but I wasn't about to read that shit. And I can't even tell you what the name of the book was called. Now, I did mention earlier that there were stages of sleep regression, or at least the milestones or age milestones of which they hit the sleep regression. So the first one is three to four months. Second is six months, third is eight to 10 months, four is 12 months, five, 18 months, six, 24 months. Now every baby is different and not all children will go through every stage of sleep regression, but be mindful that it can possibly happen, especially if you intend on sleep training your baby. Just expect to be tired because your ass gonna be tired. 
If you feel that it's not going, it's not getting any better, please let your pediatrician know. You should let the pediatrician know anyway what is going on with your baby as you go through your baby's checkups. Now, here are some tips of what you can do. These tips didn't work for me, but they may work for you. So the first tip is get to know and watch out, out for your baby's sleep cues, like rubbing her eyes, fussiness, yawning, looking away, so you can get her to bed before she's overtired, which makes it hard for her to fall and stay to sleep. Number two, stick to a consistent bedtime routine. Think dinner, bath, book, lullabies, and a few comforting words. Three, ensure your baby is getting enough sleep during the day as overtired babies are more likely to have problems sleeping at night. Four, if your baby suddenly starts crying in the middle of the night, give her a few minutes to fuss before you respond. She may self-soothe back to sleep. If she doesn't, enter the room. This is if your child is sleeping in a separate room. Enter the room. Check that everything's okay. Pat her on the head or tummy. Quietly say a reassuring word and leave. Try to avoid rocking, cuddling, or feeding your baby as this may encourage her to regularly wake up for your attention. If she keeps crying, you may want to say a few comforting words from the door and leave her again, repeating as necessary at increasing intervals of, t of time. I don't agree with that shit. I'm going to pick my baby up. I'm going to comfort her. If she's hungry, I'm going to give her a bottle, whatever the hell she wants. I'm not finna let her cry. This is not going to happen. So, but... You know, try it out, see if it works for you, and and go from there. Um, number five is consider trying or retrying sleep training. If your baby is at least four to six months old, give it at least two weeks to see if it's working. And number six, give her extra attention during the day and especially before bedtime. If your baby seems stressed out by a life change or has separation anxiety, this can help her feel more secure at night. So... Now that we've gotten all through that part, we're going to talk about co-sleeping, which is something that I do right now. So co-sleeping is when your baby sleeps in the same bed as you. Now, my daughter co-sleeps even to this day. Don't be in my comments and leaving me notes talking about, oh, it's not healthy, blah, 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 because my family did that. And I was like, I'm going to keep my baby in the bed, period. So that's what we're going to do. So once I became a mother, my anxiety senses went through the fucking roof. I was constantly checking to make sure she was breathing in the bassinet, holding my damn breath to see if her stomach was moving up and down. It was just crazy. And that's why she's just in the bed with me because I just can't. So I decided the best thing for me was just to have a sleep there. I'm not a roller. I sleep on one side facing her, and we cool. We don't have no problems. But I will say this. I asked about to get evicted from my bed because as soon as I get up, she sits up with her arms up, eyes closed, wanting me to pick her up if I have to go to the bathroom. Or if I roll, which is very seldom, she's on my back like, oh, where are we going? Girl, if you don't go back to sleep, we not going nowhere. I'm going to go to the bathroom. You're going to go back to sleep. So you got to do what's best for you. See how your baby is and do what you think is right. When she is ready, I'm sure, you know, we'll get her into the bed, but in her own bed. But for now, this is what works for me. I don't have any tips or tricks to get your child out of the bed as I haven't gotten to that stage yet. 
when I do, I'll update this episode or do a follow-up on the co-sleeping. So this concludes the episode uh, this week. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Next week's episode is going to be your parenting versus parenting advice from others. Because, you know, everybody got something to say. But anyway, thanks so much. Bye.